Hello, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time of the day it is you're joining with us. This is the Tulsa World Scene podcast where uh, members of the Tulsa World Scene staff discuss all things uh, cultural, pop, and otherwise. Um, I'm joined by my uh, friend and colleague, Jimmy Trammell. Um, our uh, the lovely and talented Grace Wood is, as we say in the journalism business, on assignment. Um, so she won't be joining us today, um, but uh, it, it's it it it's it's it hasn't been a good week in uh, in the pop cultural world. Um, um, there was the death um, last week of Michelle Nichols, who was the Lieutenant Uhura on uh, uh, Star Trek, and. Um, and then more recently, there was uh, the death of Olivia Newton-John. So um, two people that, that, that no doubt you and I had crushes on at one time or another, if... <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I think you said you were going to be working on something about Nichelle Nichols, but that's not coming up. This week, there, right? There's a local angle as far as Michelle Nichols goes, and I'm going to explore that, but we won't do that until next week. And it's a really neat story, her local angle. Okay. Uh, but uh, what was your introduction to Olivia Newton-John? Um, if Not For You, which I think was her first big American hit. It wasn't a huge hit, but it was her first, I think it was her first charting single in America that um, I was uh, imagining myself as a guitarist at the time and it had a slide guitar lick in it that I thought was really neat hmm. um, and uh, then my, 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 my sister brought home I think it was her second album um, and I can I can <laughs> can see the cover vividly, um, and uh, so and and so I, I I you know those 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 piercing blue eyes out of out of that cover just kind of go like she's looking right at you um, in my in my in my, my my young and callow mind. But uh, isn't but she I, the isn't she the celebrity that no one dislikes? I mean, typically they'll be somebody to dislike somebody else but have you ever heard anybody say a bad word about olivia newton john mm -hmm. ever no. Yeah. no i haven't i mean even um in a uh, e even even when people weren't um enamored of the project she she was in they always singled her out for praise and and, and you're right in in all of the um things i've seen subsequently of course you know when someone passes away, you know, uh, their saintly side is 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 always uh, sure. highlighted more than um, in, in any other aspect of their character. But um, but no, I don't I, I I don't think anybody had a bad word to say about her. And well, um, so, good good luck calling up her discography of singles and picking only four songs for her. Rushmore of singles. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't prepare for this, or I'm not hitting you with a cold. But I'm just saying, good luck finding 
these four songs are far better than the rest because her body of work is pretty significant and, and good. It it's pretty yeah, and and um I honestly love you would have to be on that. Well, I thought you were talking to me, but yeah, go oh, ahead. Well, I, well, I do, but in but 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 in a different sort of way. Uh the song I honestly love you would probably be uh, at the top of that. Um uh, hmm. the turn up the radio song is the one with Travolta, you're the one that I want from Greece. I mean, if you can have that in your car radio and not turn it up, there's something wrong with you. Although I, 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 I that song usually makes me laugh, if only for uh, Travolta has a way of, of punctuating every phrase with this kind of yelp, you know? <laughs> and, and I always, that, that always, bothered me for some reason yeah. but um uh but no so but but no that, that I, there, there's i know that there's some songs that even she was not terribly uh happy with she was i read i heard somewhere or read somewhere that she um wanted to withdraw the single physical because she thought it was too racy mm. and um she was told, you know, sorry, they, uh, it's already out on the, it's, it's already, you know, on the charts. And so she wanted to tone down the raciness. So they made a video of, uh, that was an exercise that, that was mimicked the, like the Jane Fonda exercise videos of the time, which, you know, in and of itself was probably as racy as, as that, era would allow so um ah well um these things these things happen uh not writing about her this week because there's not necessarily like a local tie we could sure uh i mean obviously she's an international celebrity but we do have a friday piece on clue golliger i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly i've never had to pronounce it i just write his name right. uh, but obviously was an oklahoma actor died uh August 5th, grew up in, or born in Holdenville, grew up in Muskogee, Tahlequah, uh, starred in Western, uh, specialized in Westerns at the start of his career. He was in the Virginian. He was uh, Billy the Kid and the Tall Man. Uh, and uh, as he got later in life, his specialty was not the Western stuff. It was the monster stuff like uh, Return of the Living Dead, the funny zombie movie and one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and a trilogy of monster movies directed by his son, uh, John. So, but it, it, the big movies were, uh, I mean, he, he was with Paul Newman in movies. He was with Ronald Reagan in his last movie before politics. He was with John Wayne and McHugh. He was with Ben Johnston in the last picture show. He was in every TV series you could ever name. That's as far as the, the serious uh, TV shows, not so much the sitcoms. So, just an amazing, sprawling body of work by him, and we kind of look back at his career on uh, on Friday. He was he was kind of almost the the the, the, the definition of the of, of the journeyman actor. I mean, you 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 you. I can't recall. I, I'm I'm not as familiar with his body of work, but I don't recall him ever being the lead. You know that it being a you know a film starring Clue Gulliger, he was always 
you know, down in the, you know, down in the credits, but that didn't mean that he wasn't good at what he did. You know, he was able to do a lot of, you know. And, and it's worth noting that he was in the last picture show and his for real last picture show was once upon a time in Hollywood uh, when he was 90, 91 years old, long time friends with Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino put him in the movie as a bookstore owner. And he said uh, in an interview with our uh, deceased colleague, uh, Michael Smith, who we miss that uh, if you look at DiCaprio's character in that film, it was also, it was basically his life. Like the guy who was on top of the world and then had to, to cope with things on the, on the way down. Okay. So that'll be coming this uh, Friday, Friday. That's correct. Okay. All right. Well, it's, it's, it's um, what, what, and it is, it is kind of a death haunted week. Cause you're talking, to, you're talking to somebody who plays a dead person on reservation dogs. Is that right? That's true. I, I see dead people every time I see Daniel <laughs> on the, on reservation dogs. If you haven't seen Reservation Dogs, it's it's a comedy uh, shot in Oklahoma on FX on Hulu. We call it a comedy. It's more than that. And uh, the character it's Daniel, it's a, dark, it's a dark comedy. I would call it a dark comedy. The, the, the character Daniel is basically the reason for these adventures. Is because Daniel has passed away. His surviving friends decide, let's get the heck out of here and go to California because we don't want to let this place kill us too. Uh, but Daniel, even though he's passed away, appears in flashbacks uh, and helps Reservation Dogs, talks about serious topics like uh, suicide and, uh, you know, how do you cope with grief when you lose your friends and that sort of thing. The, the two newest episodes, the one that uh, debuted today, August 10th, and the one coming up August 17th, are, to me, more serious than, well, they're... There was an episode last year when I discovered his body that was very serious. Mm -hmm. But these two newest episodes are very serious also. But also, I said last week, uh, very uplifting. But we get to know uh, Dalton Kramer, who plays Daniel in our Sunday story. And he is, by coincidence, a Seminole from Seminole. Okay. All right. Well, it's... Um, to, 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 um, and, do I remember correctly that, that, that Daniel, that, that they thought he had gotten up away and they, they, and they, they, or. I mean, Daniel was discovered, he hanged himself. Oh, okay. And Alora Danan, his friend, was the one who discovered him. Okay. And then afterwards, she wrote a very nice uh, piece in Time Magazine about indigenous uh, suicide rates. Oh. So obviously there's a larger message here than just trying to make us laugh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll 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 move away a bit from uh, um, uh, the, the rather funereal tone that we've struck. Uh, we will have on Sunday uh, a story about the uh, signature symphony uh, starting its first season with its new artistic director Scott Seaton. Um, it's only going to be uh, four concerts. Uh, partly because of uh, there just not being a, a great deal of time between his uh, being announced as the new artistic director and uh, having to put together a season. Um, but the easiest way to describe it is that there are 
two classical concerts and there are two pops concerts, but those definitions get a little a little hazy. For for example, the first concert is called um, Rachmaninoff and the Dance Floor, and it features music by Rachmaninoff and 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 other well-known uh, composers, but it also features music by an American composer named Mason Bates, who started out as a DJ in clubs and is now incorporating um, the, the electronic music of that with orchestral music. Um, Scott Seaton, the, uh, the orchestra's new artistic director, um, says that he came across his music about 10 years ago and has been enthralled ever since. So it's gonna be, you know, you're gonna get your Rachmaninoff, but you're also gonna get some electronica at, 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 as well under the guise of a quote classical concert so it's gonna it, it's gonna be an interesting season and we'll have all the details uh coming up on 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 sunday um if you are into food uh we recommend mr kim's which is a new um restaurant in the downtown area um it's um it's a Korean-inspired steakhouse, sort of. Um, we have uh, they they offer what is called an omakase, which is a Japanese word meaning "I put my trust in you," and that's the tasting menu. It's seventy-five dollars a person, and it's a lot of food. It's a lot of very good food. And it's also interactive because if you'd like, you can cook it yourself on the grill in the center of your table, uh, or the, the staff will do it, do it for you. But it's 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 a fascinating experience. The food was was very good um, and it's worth checking out. And another thing that we will be dealing with in the next week is um the latest in a local chain of healthy restaurants. It's called Asai, which is spelled A-H-A-H, and then Sai, S-I-G-H, and then E, which is how you pronounce the word A-C-A-I, which is one of the superfoods that everybody is doing. And this, this is the fifth location they've opened. It's down across the street from the church studio uh, on Trenton. And um, they offer uh, smoothie drinks. They offer bowls filled with granola and fruit and all kinds of uh, stuff. And we'll be talking about them in, 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 in the coming weeks. So you know what? You have a question. I, I, had, I had an encounter there. Ah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to name drop here. Okay. Uh, I, I had reason to be in a vehicle with Danny O'Connor from the Outsiders House Museum and Scott Kahn, the actor who was in town to film a John Swab movie that he wrote. And they and as they were driving around looking at outsiders locations, you know, here's Circle Cinema, here's the Admiral Twin, so on and so forth. Uh, Scott Kahn says, let's try that place. And that's where he went is where you just talked about. It. And I had mm -hmm. one of those uh, bowls and I said, what do you have with coconut? And they made me one. And it, it was very good. It, 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 it's, it's good stuff. And this is this is a, apparently it's a, a couple uh, from 
um, Florida, who uh, brought this uh, idea to Tulsa, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll have all the details. Um, it has been a, a, a slightly more somber uh, edition than, than than usual. Although I must say, uh, Jimmy, the uh, the picture over your left shoulder, I think, blinked sometime during the yeah. Anyway, uh, Eddie. It may be so. I'm not. Uh, we got Eddie Sutton here, and we got Andy Travis from WKRP over here. So it's the it's the one next to Eddie Sutton that kind of looks like Joaquin Phoenix from Joker. Oh, that's uh, uh, what's his name? Mark Ruffalo, the Hulk. Oh, okay, who that all is. right. Just looked like it blinked once, but that okay. just is me. Uh, I'll blame gamma rays. <laughs> you might want to turn that one to the wall. Anyway. Okay. Uh, well, that's 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 probably enough time that we we have uh, wasted for all parties concerned. I want to thank you all for sticking with us to the end, and we will gladly see you later. Behave.